grace and peace to you. Glad to have you back. Welcome to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. And we are wrapping up this series of episodes on evangelism and the sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer. Last week, we talked about the sovereignty of God. We learned a, a, a couple of terms. Well, one of them were, I'm sure, was familiar to do to you. That was paradox, which essentially is a figure of speech. And then the other term was antinomy, which is the appearance of contradiction. This is holding two seemingly contradictory conclusions and uh, that actually are logical, it, that it's actually uh, logical to hold two, uh, to two uh, different con- and contradictory conclusions. That, uh, and, and one of those is human responsibility and the sovereignty of God. This is how the Bible presents these two things. They're not paradoxes, but this is actually reality. It's like two different realities, two contradictory realities that give the appearance of contradiction, but they're actually not. And there's a mystery behind it, and there's no con- there's no comprehending that mystery, but we must just simply accept it, accept both for what they are. Now, <clears throat> I want to talk about evangelism and I guess focusing a little bit more on the human responsibility part and get a little bit practical with regards to evangelism. We don't want to just talk about evangelism, but we want to do something about evangelism. We want to do something with evangelism. And so I want to help you think through those things in this last episode on this book. Now, Jay Packer talks about our our hesitancy when it comes to preaching the gospel, when to regards to evangelism, uh, that many Christians uh, don't practice it. They don't do it on a regular basis. And he believes, now this book was uh, written, was originally written, I believe, in 1946. Sorry, 19, 1961. So it's quite a long time ago. Now, maybe this is still relevant today, but he would argue in the book that the reason why individual Christians, why churches don't really practice or engage in evangelism is because they have made many attempts in the past and they have all been, un- and they have generally been unsuccessful, giving all this effort, developing uh, programs and putting on differing events for the purpose of evangelizing the lost and have seen very little fruit. And so naturally there is a hesitation to do any more evangelism because past efforts have been ineffective. And I certainly believe that there is a ring of truth to that. And here's the thing I mentioned, I think in the first episode, that there is an individual responsibility as Christians for us to evangelize. A lot of Christians believe that they are doing evangelism when they belong to a church that is doing evangelism. So let's say a church that puts on a particular evangelistic event. So it's easy for Christians who belong to that church think that they are doing evangelism because their church puts on a program. Or it's easy for the individual Christians of a church to believe that they're doing evangelism when they when the church is doing some kind of uh, social um, program, whether it's feeding the hungry or visiting the, the, the sick or going to those in prison. That It's easy for those 
especially the non-engaged in churches, uh, it's easy for them, for many of us, to believe that we are doing evangelism when we are doing such things. And, but God has, Christ has given a a, 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 a a commandment to individual Christians to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that means that uh, that you and I should not be totally dependent on the church to do evangelism for us or to put us in a place where we can do evangelism, to put on the next program for us to do those things. No, that, that responsibility did not fall on the church. That responsibility does not fall on the pastors and elders. We cannot, the pastors and elders cannot do the evangelism for the individual Christians of the church. But each individual Christian bears a responsibility to share the gospel with those around them. And one of the most effective means of doing so is engaging in personal evangelism. Now, what I mean and what Packer means by personal evangelism is a relationship evangelism. That is building trust with your neighbor, getting to know your coworker, sort of earning the right to be heard when sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the part of the problem that we have and this is why I think this is also why we have a, a hesitancy when preaching the gospel is that we are looking for immediate results. We want to see results quickly. We want to receive results fast because that's the kind of age that we are living in, the productivity age, the efficiency age, and the, the desirous age. What we want, we want it now. We want to see fruit right now. We want to see results right now, but that is now how evangelism typically is. Evangelism normally is a slow process, a concerted effort that over, over a long period of time. It is very rare for somebody to come to faith in Jesus Christ when they upon hearing the gospel for the first time. And when, it's, when it appears that somebody has come to faith in Jesus Christ, upon hearing the gospel of Christ, you might actually find out that there were people in that person's life throughout many periods of his life who had shared the same thing. And so others who have gone before you have sort of worked the ground to prepare that person's heart. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about more about the the heart of the matter, the, or the reasons why we don't engage in evangelism. Yes, I think it in part is because we have seen the failures of our past efforts. And so we wonder if engaging in those efforts now will be successful. Surely there is a hesitancy because of fear of repercussions, uh, the loss of social capital and those things. Those are real fears. And I understand those things. I, I feel those things at times as just as well as you do. But I think that the biggest reason why we do not actively engage in evangelism is because we don't love the lost. Now, I guess, let me clarify. I'm sure you love people. I'm sure you love your family members who do not know the Lord Jesus. I, I would think to some degree you love your neighbors who are unbelievers, you love your co-workers who are unbelievers. 
but do you really love them? Do you care about the fact that they could die at any moment and spend an eternity in damnation? Christ has so loved us and gave himself up for us to spare us from the wrath of God and so that we may have forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with God, and eternal life. And we ought to love the lost in the same way that we are willing to risk social capital, that we are willing to risk our reputations for the sake of sharing the gospel with people. And I think the first place to begin in, when it comes to evangelism is growing a greater heart for the lost Growing in greater love for lost people. Loving them more than you do right now. Right? Because how can, how can we neglect the cure for someone who is sick? You know, when we, if we say we love them. Right? If we love somebody so much, why, how, how could we neglect the, the, the answer to all their issues? Right, you wouldn't do that to an unbelieving spouse. You would do that to your own children. You might not even do that to your own family members. Right? You you wouldn't withhold precious information that people are looking for, not if you love them. And so if you and I want to get real about evangelism, if we really want to practice evangelism, if we want to grow in boldness, if we want to risk whatever we're called to risk for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we really want to do those things and be faithful stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ that God has entrusted to us, then maybe the first place to begin is by asking the Lord to give you a greater love for the lost. Praying, right? Will you commit? Will you commit not just for this month, will you commit to the rest of this year to praying regularly for your own heart and that God would increase your heart's capacity to love the lost? Will you commit to doing that? If you are, I'm glad that you are. I, I, I'm, I am committing to that as well. I want to love the lost more than I do now. Sometimes I even... Uh, I even question my love for the lost. I mean, I was so convicted after reading this book and, and I was left wondering, like, how much do I really love the lost? How much do I really love unbelievers? So pray to that end. Pray that God will increase your love for the lost. Pray for lost people by name. Pray for those whom you know that you are so eagerly desiring, desirous for their salvation. Pray for, bring them their names before the Lord and commit to praying for them on a regular basis. Will you do that? And will you pray for opportunities? Sometimes the Lord provides opportunities, sometimes He doesn't. But instead of us just waiting for opportunities, maybe we would just make the opportunities ourselves. See, evangelism is 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 not just something that 
happens that God just orchestrates. Yes, he does that, but evangelism is something that we actively do. Evangelism is actually something that we must think about. If we're thinking about our coworker, right? we should be thinking about, how can I talk about the gospel with this person? Maybe it means, hey, maybe we go out for lunch, or maybe if he invites you to go uh, play a round of golf, and for whatever reason you have been able to go, maybe it's like, maybe maybe you just think to yourself, okay, maybe I just need to say yes. Maybe I just need to make the time and go golfing with uh, my coworker because he's asked me before, and I want to know him because I want to uh, earn the right to share the gospel with him. I want to engage in personal evangelism. I want to know him as a person, not only because I just want to know him as a person, because I love him as a person who's made in the image of God, but I also want to know him so that I can share the best news of the world, and that, and that is that Jesus Christ came to die for sinners. And so let us pray to that end. Let us pray for the lost. Let us ask the Lord to increase our love for the lost. Let us pray for opportunities to share the gospel with the lost, but let us also pray for boldness to make those opportunities, even if it means that we are engaging in a personal relationship with people and investing in their lives over a long period of time so that we might have the right and have earned the credibility and the trust to be able to speak to that person about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, amen and amen. I hope that you have found that helpful. I hope that you will pray, uh, that you will join me uh, this year in praying for those things, praying to that end. And... So this is this wraps it up for evangelism and the sovereignty of God for the month of February. For the month of March, we are going to talk about personal productivity. So we're gonna I'm gonna be reading through a book by Tim Challies called "Do More Better." So hopefully that will uh, it's a topic that piques your interest, and if it does, I uh, hope you'll join me next week. And if you find you find this helpful and you think others will find it helpful please share these episodes with others feel free to do that all right take care